all the time wasting no one. Fear not what might not be, but focus on what could be. Own your destiny. Command your future. Know why you are meant to succeed. Hey, want to welcome everyone back to the next episode of The Why Behind You. Thank you guys for being so patient as always. You know, I think that we're in a very interesting time frame um, in our lives. But, you know, I really wanted to switch some things up this go round um, again. And, and being in this environment that we're in right now, it really forces me, along with a lot of us, to just kind of reflect on who we are, what we do, and why we do it. And so I get a lot of questions asked all the time about, you know, the, my mentality and how I approach things in everyday life, whether it's personally or whether it's professionally in my everyday job. And, you know, I really wanted to take an opportunity to introduce you all to the person that is and has always been my rock, has always been my support system, and has really uh, been the person that I give all the credit to for creating the foundation that I have and the strength that I have because she by far has worked harder, been more loving, and been more uh, driven than anyone that I know. So I want to welcome everyone to this week's episode and also welcome you all to my mother, Sabrina Marcel. And we're just going to get into a little bit about, you know, how I grew up and some of the hard lessons uh, that I learned growing up, but also probably some of the things that, you know, from her perspective that she wanted to instill in myself and also my brother um, as we grew up to grow to be the men that we are today. But hey, without further ado, I'm going to introduce the most important person that I could uh, uh, give all my credit to, and that is my mother. So, Ma. You gonna say hello to the to the group? Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, just so everyone knows, she's a little bit nervous, but I told her, look, I'll kind of lead this stretch. Don't worry about it; we'll be fine. But, um, but no, um, you know, I really, as I think about it, and mine, you know, let's talk a little bit about how you know your perspective of how you drove and how you worked really hard, and you wanted to set an example for me and Aaron. For you all that don't know, my brother's name is Aaron, but. Um, how you wanted to really kind of set the course and set uh, like a great example of what we should do and how we should be really driven um, as we were growing up in kid, as kids. Because I know we probably didn't make things the easiest all the time. But, you know, just talk to, to everyone and kind of talk to them a little bit about that. Um, well, it was kind of more like the way my mother and father uh, did with me. And it was more of um, teaching you goals uh, to achieve. Uh, as well as values. And I also, as you know, I always used to tell you guys when you would say, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. I was like, that was not a word that I wanted in your vocabulary. And uh, as you know, I was, would always tell you, do not tell me you can't do anything unless you've exhausted every means that you have to try to achieve what you were trying to. So uh, that was, you know, more or less. And then you were boys and it was so much harder to raise boys, uh, I felt, and especially African-American boys. So I wanted to give you guys um, as much of a head start as I could. And I also wanted that uh, you guys to achieve more than what your mother uh, achieved. So that's why I was such a, wanted to be such a driving force because my mother and my grandmother and all of them, they were, they did the same thing with me. Yeah. And, and I'll tell just everyone out there. So there was no, no like cut and slack. And it was one of those things we've always been uh, in my family, a sports driven family. 
So, uh, yeah, my mom used to always see me on the football field and or either running track. And, yeah, there was no crying. There was no cutting back. There was no, like, taking the easy road. You get knocked down, you get back up, and you keep trying, and you keep pushing forward. And I think that, you know, for me as as um, as a young black male growing up um, and really just understanding that there's a lot of opportunity ahead of you, but you have to work for everything that you want. And, you know, to see that my mom, um, you know, working multiple jobs and really putting uh, a lot, putting herself in, in the back seat and sacrificing for, for my brother and I just to be able to get ahead. I think that that really instilled a lot of who I am today. I said, you know, um, at the end of the day, if you don't accomplish a goal or you don't accomplish things that you want, you first set out to try or set out to do, you go back and you keep trying until you actually do accomplish it. But um, so I'll, I'll, I'll ask my like, so, you know, we we talk a lot. I, I, and just for everyone, I mean, I, I probably talk to my mom probably several times a day, uh, every day. But, you know, when what do you think was the hardest thing, you know, to to when when it came to raising me and, and Aaron? Like, what was the hardest thing for you as a parent? And then, you know, thinking back on that. What do you see like in us now that all of that hard work and that effort and energy that you put in back in the day, you see it kind of coming through now? Um, probably the hardest thing for me um, was when you guys would ask for something, telling you no because I couldn't afford it. Or um, I, I never t- uh, would tell you just flat out no, I would, but I would always, always let you know if and when I could do it. So that was the hardest part is when a mother has to tell their child, no, I can't do it right now or can't afford it right now. We'll work on it. And, um, but you guys understood. Right. And, and I sat down and I, I, ta- I, ta- I explained to you why I couldn't do it at the time or uh, it wasn't possible. I didn't, um, I didn't hide anything from you guys as far as that was concerned because I felt that you should know. I'm not going to, I wasn't going to just turn you away and say, no, I can't do it. And that was it. That I, I felt that that wasn't right. So we always had, you remember, we always had our little, as we used to call it, our little jam sessions. Um, mm-hmm. So that if anything was bothering anybody, we'd all get it out, sit down and talk about it and get it out. Um, are you, if you remember the time when you were running in, door track meet right. and your brother your brother felt like you weren't putting your all into it right and we all sat down and we talked about it we all ended up crying <laughs> <laughs> because he had gotten hurt playing football and his his uh his aspirations of going on to college and playing ball were gone and so but he wanted to live his dream through you yep. and that was a part that we all started crying on, but we got past it. And we were always there for you uh, through everything that you tried to achieve. And you were always there for him. We're, we're each other's, you know, we're in the background always pushing each other. We, we, and we do it to the, to the, uh, still today. Yeah. And, and I think it's one of those things too, is like when you think about the, the, the push and the, when you want to give up and you want to, you know, your things are getting a little bit too hard and too, too frustrating. It's almost like, you know, you, you, it's easy to give up. And, you know, it's, it's funny. And, and anyone that knows me I, uh, and has listened to all the podcasts, I'm, I'm, I'm big on quotes. So 
course, this episode is no different. I'll share quite a few quotes, but you know, Lily Singh once said, you need a solid, uh, a really solid foundation of friends and family to keep you where you need to be. And I think that, you know, as we talked about in that example, my mom just shared of when I was, when we were kids, I mean, we were uh, each other's rock and we, we always kept pushing each other and, you know, no pressure of, of, of any of us feeling that, Hey, you know, I have to do so much or I have to overcome certain barriers or hurdles in order to, because, you know, my brother or my mom or whoever's, you know, trying to, you know, push and, and, and live through me. But it was one of those things that was reoccur- uh, reassuring and it was encouraging to know that that support system was there. And, you know, I think that, you know, something that my mom just said is, you know, talking about, you know, when we wanted things. And as a kid, I mean, I look at my kids now today when they always ask for something and I've been very fortunate enough to have created a certain lifestyle for them to where I can give them a lot of the things that they, uh, that they want and everything that they need. But, you know, Confucius once said, humility is the solid foundation of all virtues. And I think that growing up as a young child in the household of my mom working really hard, a single parent, putting us through school and working multiple jobs and everything else, I think that that is where the basis and the foundation of my humility begin. And, you know, I, I can't thank you, Ma, enough for all of that. I mean, because the one thing that I can say that growing up and I remember things just like they were yesterday is that at the end of the day, no matter how successful you are, no matter how much, whether it's a monetary um, 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 value or not, how much you have, that is all irrelevant if you're not uh, a person of good, um, good values and you don't have, um, you know, a, a, a solid core from the get go. I think that, you know, people don't care as they always say how much you know until they know how much you care. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I think the experiences that I've experienced in life, and I can't speak for anyone else, but the experiences that I've experienced in life have made me the person that I am today. And that's one thing that as you're going through the journeys of struggles and and toils, and I can tell you all, I mean, hey, anyone and everyone that's listening here, my mom is, again, uh, we, we don't have the opportunity to get into all the examples, but the amount of struggle and the amount of sacrifice that she has um, experienced in life and the strength and just the, just the level of, 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 you know, her character and display that she has. I mean, there's no one that, that measures up in my book. And in my, if I don't say that enough or share that with you enough, I mean, that that's a reality. I mean, there is, there is no one that measures up in any way, just knowing and seeing the things that, um, that you've overcome in life. So um, I think that as we sit back and as we think about how we want to, um, you know, who we want to be, what, what example do we want to be for our kids um, or for anyone that we encounter, I think that it's, it's, uh, it's upon us to really lean on those experiences that we've had, but then also lean on the experiences of people that are close to us and understand exactly how those experiences will make us better as, as human beings. So, you know, my, I think about, uh, and this is one thing I always crack up at is that, um, as a, as a parent, you are always, uh, much harder on, uh, your kids than you are your grandkids. So now you have five grandchildren (laughs) and 
you know, so what, what, what would you say you do differently now with me and Aaron, uh, or differently back then with Aaron and I compared to, you know, have you gotten easier or lighter on your grandkids compared to how you were on us? No, I haven't. <laughs> I don't think I have. That's a rare uh, thing, I, everyone I out feel, there. <laughs> I, I have, because I still have those same values. I still feel that kids today should respect, show the respect or should be taught to respect and give respect. And I, um, especially African-American kids. And I, you know, my, uh, my grandkids, I love them to death. I do find that in some areas, I am a little bit more tolerant uh, because as with, you know, with you guys coming up, it was, you know, it was punishment for you guys. I felt uh, punishments work, uh, punishments work better. And I got a better result from punishing you guys than as the old ones used to do, say, spank your bottom or whip you. Um, and I, I, did, I did feel like that. I felt the punishments did work a lot better. And my punishments were not short, as you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was no fun, especially when I had to call and beg for a whooping <laughs> just to get it over with. Yeah, because and you did. You guys would do that to me. You'd call and say, can I please, please? And I was like, no, because the whipping only lasts for a moment. But that punishment, that was more effective in my book. And uh, I do it today with the kids. It's called Time Out. When uh, my grandkids, you know, when they do something wrong uh, and they've been told not to do something, it's time out. Okay. So, uh, or I take away from them what they like the most. And so that was another one of my rules I did with you guys. So I haven't really changed that much. Uh, I'm more, st I'm, and if anything, I'm, I'm, I am still as stern with them as I was with you guys. I love them to death, but like I say, in a, in a different way and, and that I'm using more of time out or, or what have you. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a little different, but I still hold to the values that I raised you and your brother. Well, uh, under. I, I'll just say this. I still remember the look and I still remember the yellow oh, comb yeah. that, <laughs> that, that we used to get, get, get popped with on the hand. If we reached across the table sometimes yeah. and you told us not to do it, but, um, no, I think and I still have it. I still have that. By the way. <laughs> hey, we're going to actually put that on, uh, uh, in a plaque and put that on the wall somewhere. Cause that comb is, is, is memorable. But, um, yeah, no, I think that it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, you, we look at the times that we're in now and I think that, you know, you see parents that are, you know, and I'm not going to say it's any different than what it used to be. I mean, they're probably back in the day, younger people having kids. I mean, but it seems like it's always just more heightened and sensitive nowadays, um, with, you know, kids having kids, but, I mean, I just feel like the mentality of of parents today, uh, even young or older parents today, is, is a little bit different. You always want to fight for giving your kids what you didn't have a chance to get or you didn't have a chance to have. So, you know, when you think back to that, and again, I think the, the, the level of being more focused and being uh, humble and the fact that, yeah, we asked for a lot. We were kids. But we were also, we, we understood when you couldn't give it to us, but I think more of that to your point was around the fact that you said, Hey, I, I don't have it right now. And so what, 
how do you feel like, I mean, share with everyone, you know, your thoughts on how that made you feel to not be able to, you know, when we came and asked for something and you couldn't give it to us. Um, I, I mean, and I, and I, I kind of feel like I know where you're going to go with this, but, um, and just for everyone, these are not pre, you know, uh, emptive questions. So, uh, I'm kind of jumping out on the limb with asking mom these things. Cause I might hear something that's going to probably have a tear in my eye or something, but no, like, I mean, how did that, that make you feel like every time that, that you had to do that? Um, not good. It, uh, it hurt. It, yeah. I mean, it, you know, with the mother and she had, which I feel I had two very good sons. Um, and any mother would feel that way. It hurts to her core that she can't give her child. You, 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 you're raised to take care of all of the needs first, and then you worry about some of the wants later. But you, you two did not really ask for a whole lot. So that when you did come to me, that really, that really bothered me a lot. That's why I said, okay, I worked a two and three jobs so that I could give you guys some of your wants as well as your needs. So it does, I mean, with a lot of parents out there, I'm not the only one. I know that it hurts deeply when they can't do that. The kids of today are, with a lot of parents, they're in a much better situation, I feel. Uh, mm-hmm. Not all of them, not a lot of them, but, you know, there is a part, a, a large part that, you know, I feel that parents give them too much. I was always taught, and the reason I did this with you guys is, you know, you remember the cutting the grass with your grandfather. Mm -hmm. Okay, you and your brother had... uh, We had had to earn our lunch money. (laughs) You had to earn it. I mean, (laughs) because you know what? When you earn it, you appreciate it more and you take care of it better. So this is one of the reasons that um, when your grandpa wanted you guys to go and do this, I said, okay, you're going to take turns doing it. I never did. Uh, now, that was a punishment I never could do is said, okay, you're not going to go and, and, and cut grass and make your money. I wanted you to know how, and you guys worked at a very early age, uh, you know, cutting grass and helping the neighbors and so forth. So there was no free rent in the Marcel household, just saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And your brother was even, you know, your brother was so very protective of you. Yeah. And uh, he, did so much for you more than I thought until you guys became adults and, and I was learning about all of this. So I'm so much, you know, so very much proud of him. But the kids these days, I think they need to be taught to earn what they get. Yeah. And not just give it, you know, some of them just walk in, oh, I want this. And then the parents like, oh, okay, they go and get it. No, that's not making them appreciate because they don't take care of the things that they, they get and work hard for on their own. Yeah. So um, I think you're setting them up for some huge letdowns later in life. If you don't, uh, all of us did. All, I, well, you know, you have uh, three uncles and, and uh, your aunt, and we were working at an early age, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. um, so yeah. this is what we, what we were taught. We were taught to work for what you want and uh you learn to appreciate it down the road and we did yeah i think it's uh it's it's kind of interesting because like you know just a second ago just saying you know you always want to provide um 
you know, for your kids, things that you didn't have. And, and I think that even in today's society, which of course we we're in a fast paced society and I've talked about this multiple times before. So, you know, Hey, it's easy to say, Hey, put your kids on the iPad or go, you know, let them play with their toy that you buy them or, you know, keep them, um, you know, occupied with a toy you're in the store and you, and you grab it for them. And I think that a lot of that is, is just, you know, we we're moving such fast pace and we're trying to do so much all the time is one aspect. But then again, the other aspect is, Hey, I didn't get to have X, Y, and Z. So I want to make sure that, you know, when my kids ask for it, then, Hey, I give it to them. And, uh, and to your point, I think that that is, is a bad thing. Um, overall, I think there's a delicate balance there. Um, and that's one of the things that I think that oftentimes we don't do is, you know, you need to earn your money. Even if you're not old enough to cut grass, you do certain chores, you take the trash out, you do different things, but it really teaches certain values. And to your point, it's, it's something that they appreciate. I mean, I'm starting to try to get to the point now I say starting to, but you know, if the kids, um, the one doing the things that they need to do, but two, if they leave stuff on the floor or they basically, you don't care about it. So if you don't want it and you are not going to take care of it, okay, well, I'll toss it. I'll throw it away. But, um, you know, I think that ultimately at the end of the day, this has, you know, been uh, for any of you all that are listening is, has been a glimpse into where my foundation and where the beginnings of my uh, work ethic of my humility and everything began. And it was, um, a beautiful and amazing woman named Sabrina Marcel. And I think that, you know, we all have uh, lessons to learn in life. We all have stories to learn uh, from and experiences to learn from that we have to continue to always make sure that, you know, with our own kids or even within our own selves, because, you know, this is the point of this podcast that we talk a ton about, you know, your, your self-worth, your self-growth and your self-development. And that's whether it's personally or professionally. I think you always have to make sure that you understand your foundation and you understand where you started and where you're going. And so I'll leave you with a quote by Gordon Hinckley that says, you can't build a great building on a weak foundation. You must have a solid foundation if you're going to have a strong superstructure. And that is so important to understand. We have to not only understand who we are, and where we want to go, but we also have to be able to map out a plan of how we're going to get there. And we all may not come from humble beginnings. We all may not come from um, a, a life of, you know, luxury. We, we all may not be uh, fed with a silver spoon within our mouths, but as they always say, it's not where you start. It's about where you finish, but where you start can definitely be a, a, a guiding compass to where, what direction you're going in and where you end up finishing. So I want to thank everyone for listening in to this episode. Um, this is, you know, I, I think would be hands down my favorite episode because I had the opportunity to introduce you all to one of the most important people in my life, which is my mom. And to share a little bit about how, <laughs> how my humble beginnings uh, started. So anyway, uh, my, any last words you want to say to the, the crowd or to the, to the group of, of people that are, they may be listening into this. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I learned some things from talking with you and it, it was great to talk to you. But the thing is, is that uh, teach your kids values. And if you teach them values, 
they will grow up and remember those values and they will also teach them to their own kids. Hey, you can't go wrong with that. Hey, this, this is the generational uh, value and is it generational wealth? That's not a monetary wealth, but it is a, a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience. So thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode and we will definitely see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Why Behind You. I hope you were able to gain additional insight and perspective from this week's discussion. If you felt this topic was a benefit to you, please hit subscribe to this podcast and share this message with others that may benefit as well. Please feel free to email me your comments and suggestions at you at the I hope you have a great rest of your day and week, and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode of The Why Behind You.